Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. We could try to explain what it's like to get your work done on a John Deere mower, compact tractor, or Gator XUV. But to really understand the feeling, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hello and welcome to Money Girl, a podcast that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert and author of the award-winning book, Money Girl's Smart Moves to Grow Rich. If you'd like to read the transcript for this show, just visit the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Look for episode number 451 called IRA or 529 Plan, Which is Better for College Savings? That's also where you'll find the full archive of podcasts that predate what's available in iTunes or any other audio app that you may be using, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify's mobile app. In this show, we'll talk about a tweet that I received from Sean B., who says, My wife and I are having a baby soon, and we want to save for his education. Is an IRA or a 529 plan better for college savings? Sean, congratulations on your new arrival, and thanks very much for your question. No matter if you're saving money to pay for college for yourself or for a child, it's important to use the right account so you get as many benefits as possible. In this podcast, I'll cover saving with an IRA and a 529 plan for college and recommend the best option to get the most for your money. To answer Sean's question about IRA versus 529, let's start with a quick review of the two main types of IRAs and who can have them. IRA is short for Individual Retirement Arrangement, which is a type of tax-advantaged account that helps you save more for the future than you could using a regular taxable brokerage account. You choose investments from a menu of options and your account value fluctuates based on their performance. With a traditional IRA, contributions are tax-deductible. That means you don't have to pay tax on them in the current year. For example, let's say you earn $75,000 and you contribute $5,000 to a traditional IRA. If that's the case, then you only have to pay tax on $70,000 of income, not $75,000. Taxes on your contributions and the earnings in your account are deferred with a traditional IRA, so that means you don't have to pay those taxes until you make a withdrawal at some date in the future. So it's a great option when you need a tax break now or believe that your tax rate is higher today than it's likely to be in retirement. The idea is that you always want to pay the lowest tax rate possible. So if you think your tax rate and your income will be lower in the future, then you want to postpone taxes until then. The other type of IRA is a Roth IRA, and it pretty much works the opposite from a traditional IRA. With a Roth, your contributions are not tax deductible, which means you do have to pay tax up front. 
So using the same example, if you earn $75,000 and contribute $5,000 to a Roth IRA, you have to pay tax on the full $75,000 of income. However, what's so powerful about a Roth is that both your contributions and the earnings in the account can be withdrawn completely tax-free when you retire. You avoid paying tax on years or hopefully decades of growth in the account. That's an amazing benefit. So a Roth is a smart option if you believe that your tax rate is lower today than it's likely to be in the future. That's probably the case if you're just starting your career or you're earning less now than you will down the road. Again, the idea is that paying tax at a lower rate now instead of at a potentially higher rate in the future saves money. Before you can contribute to either a traditional or a Roth IRA, there's an important requirement. You must have earned income, such as a salary, wages, tips, bonuses, commissions, or self-employment income. There is an exception if you're married and filed jointly and you don't have income, you can actually fund a spousal IRA. With a traditional IRA, you can make contributions no matter how much you earn, but that's not the case with a Roth. With a Roth IRA, you become ineligible to make contributions when you earn too much, and I'll explain more about that in just a moment. An IRA cannot be owned jointly, and you cannot own one for someone else. Minors can have their own traditional or Roth IRA once they earn money. So children can start contributing to an IRA as soon as they get their first part-time job or have self-employment income. One thing that trips up parents is that many mistakenly believe that they can open up an IRA in a child's name and begin funding it. If you have a non-working child, the only option is to fund your own IRA and then take withdrawals from it later on to pay for his or her college expenses. For 2016, you can contribute an amount equal to your taxable compensation up to $5,500 or up to $6,500 if you're age 50 or older. Because the tax benefits are so good with a Roth IRA, the amount you can contribute is reduced or eliminated when your income reaches certain limits. For 2016, single taxpayers who earn more than $132,000 are shut out. So once you reach that amount in a given year, you can't make any contributions to a Roth IRA for that same calendar year. And the cutoff for married people who file a joint tax return is $194,000. Now, if you contributed to a Roth IRA in the past, but now you make too much money to be eligible, well, congratulations. But don't let that stop you from saving for retirement. You can open up and contribute money to a traditional IRA instead. As I mentioned, there's no income threshold to qualify for a traditional IRA. And as the cost of living increases, the IRS periodically increases the Roth IRA income threshold. So if your income falls below the Roth cutoff in the future, you can start making contributions again to the same account. You may be wondering if you can have an IRA and contribute to a retirement plan at work, such as a 401k or 403b. The answer is yes. However, if you or your spouse have a retirement plan at work, the tax deduction for your traditional IRA may be reduced or eliminated, depending on how much you earn. Remember that you're never required to make a contribution to an IRA once you have one. They stay open indefinitely with no penalty even if you don't fund them. 
Okay, now that you understand the basics of traditional and Roth IRAs, let's talk about the rules for taking money out of them. You can take distributions from an IRA at any time and for any reason. However, withdrawals may be taxable and may also be subject to an additional 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're younger than the official retirement age of 59 and a half. The good news is that there are exceptions to this 10% penalty and paying for higher education for you, your spouse, your children, or grandchildren is one of them. But what about taxes? Well, that depends on which type of IRA you have. With a traditional IRA, you don't pay tax upfront on contributions, remember? So taking a withdrawal for any reason does trigger income tax. Uncle Sam is going to make sure you pay your share at the time you take a withdrawal. But you get to skip the additional 10% penalty if you use the money for education expenses. And as we covered, with a Roth IRA, you pay tax up front, and therefore, you never have to pay it again. As long as you don't take out any of your earnings or growth in the account, because those have not been previously taxed. As long as you take out just your original contributions, you can take an early withdrawal from a Roth IRA to pay for college that's penalty-free. For example, let's say you have $10,000 in your Roth IRA, and it's made up of $9,000 of your original contributions and $1,000 in growth. Taking out the full amount to pay for a child's education means that you'd owe tax on $1,000. So you'd owe tax on that growth, but you don't have to pay a 10% penalty because you're using the money for college expenses. An additional factor to consider is that taxable distributions from either type of IRA get added to your income, which could affect the next year's financial aid eligibility for your child. And by the way, if you'd like more clarification on the differences between these retirement accounts, I created a one-page PDF download that shows you all the rules. You can get my retirement account comparison chart in the notes for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com, or by texting me. You can text the word RETIRE, R-E-T-I-R-E. Text that to the number 33444 and you'll instantly get the retirement account comparison chart. I think seeing it all on one page will help you understand the differences more clearly between the traditional and the Roth IRA. As you can see, if you plan on using funds from an IRA to pay for college, having a Roth gives you a leg up over a traditional account because you can pay less or no income tax on withdrawals. However, as I previously mentioned, if your income exceeds the allowable limit, you may be shut out of a Roth IRA. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. 
I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Now, let's talk about how an IRA stacks up against another great account commonly used for education expenses, a 529 college savings plan. These accounts allow you to save for college in two ways, using a prepaid plan or a savings plan. With a 529 prepaid plan, you pay for tuition at a state school ahead of time. That means you get tomorrow's tuition at today's prices. Since the cost of college continues to skyrocket every year, this prepayment strategy can save a lot of money. But what if you prepay at one school and your child wants to go to a different school? Well, funds in a prepaid plan may be withdrawn, so you can use them at an out-of-state school or a private college. However, you may not get the full value out of the plan because you'll generally have to make up any tuition difference. With a 529 savings plan, these are more like a retirement account. You invest contributions in a tax-deferred account. You choose the investments from a menu of options, and the value is going to fluctuate depending on how well they do. Savings plans are offered by states, not schools, and they can be used at any accredited school in the country and even at some foreign institutions. For instance, you could live in New York, participate in a Florida 529 savings plan, and use the money to pay for a school in California. Most states offer at least one 529 plan. However, the fees and benefits, such as the maximum contribution limit and investment options, will vary. Unlike an IRA, some 529 plans allow you to save over a quarter of a million dollars with no annual caps. So do your homework and compare plans across the country using a site like savingforcollege.com. As long as the funds in a 529 plan are used to pay for qualified education expenses, such as tuition and room and board, the earnings in the account are not subject to federal or, in most cases, state tax. Plus, some states offer tax deductions or credits for residents who choose in-state plans. If you're really ambitious, you can even have both a 529 prepaid plan and a savings plan. The prepaid account would pay for tuition, and the savings plan could be for other expenses like room and board, books, supplies, and computer equipment. Due to all these benefits that come with a 529 plan, it gets my vote for the best account to use when you're saving for college. Distributions from a 529 get favorable treatment because unlike with an IRA, 
they're not a factor in the calculation for the following year's financial aid eligibility. And this is the case no matter if a 529 plan is owned by the student or a parent. I'll say that the only drawback to a 529 is that if you use the funds for anything other than qualified education expenses, those distributions will be subject to income tax plus a 10% penalty. So never contribute more to a 529 than you believe your child will need for the total of his or her education expenses. To sign up for a 529, you can go directly to the plan manager or use a financial advisor. Using an advisor may cost a little more, but may be worth it if you're new to 529 plans or new to investing. Sean, thanks so much for inspiring this episode. I hope it helps you and everyone listening build some nice savings for college. From time to time, I hear from people who enjoy the show but aren't subscribed. What's going on, guys? Subscribing is free on many apps of your choice, like Stitcher or iTunes. If you're on Android, try out Podcast Addict or Beyond Pod and make sure you never miss a weekly episode. To keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. You can also visit lauradadams.com to send me a direct email with your money question or learn more about me and the financial products and services that I recommend on my tools page there. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.